0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Hans Hagerman. Thank you for joining me today, Hans.
1: I'm thrilled to be here, Dion. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Awesome. So, Hans, if you could tell my audience/slash listeners a bit about yourself, that would be great.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Getting up there in age, so uh, I'll try to keep it short despite that. Uh, Right now, I'm living in a farming community in the Hudson Valley of of New York, Uh, but for most of my life, I grew up in Harlem, specifically Spanish Harlem, and a lot of that time growing up, I grew up in a um, residential drug treatment center that my father ran. So uh, in addition to that, while I lived there, I would also go off to a very fancy private school where I had a scholarship. So it was kind of a schizophrenic existence, putting on the tie, the jacket, getting on the bus, going to that fancy school where I uh, was schoolmates with people like John Kennedy Jr. and others. And then uh, coming home where um, 50 people living in the house in addition to my family, were uh, people who had been released from prison, jail, veterans coming back from Vietnam. Uh, so that kind of combination of existence made me who I was. Um, I, I learned from my parents early on that that, that um, no soul was ever lost, um, that there was always time and, and place for redemption. Um, and at the same time, they also drove me and my brothers and brother and sister really hard to 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 be the best that that we could be. And so what that meant for, for me was um, you know, g- graduating this fancy high school, then going on to uh, Princeton University, then going on to Columbia University for law school, uh, and then practicing law for nine years. Um, I worked in the United States Senate as a chief counsel to a subcommittee. I worked as a, an assistant district attorney in Manhattan. I worked as a, a defense attorney, um, and, and eventually the mission for me kind of shifted. And uh, there's a guy named Viktor Frankl who wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And he said, you, you don't invent your mission, you detect it. And so the mission that that I detected was throughout, every ever since, well, even high school, I, I had worked with kids. I started a tutoring program for Haitian refugees when I was in high school. I was in the Big Brothers program in college. Uh, I was teaching street law classes when I was practicing law. And I wanted to look for a way where the kids that I saw in the different courtrooms that I happened to be in, or the kids who were the objects of laws that were made in Washington when I worked there, would actually be able to take back control of their lives. And so I decided to start a school. So uh, in the the early 90s, I I started an independent uh, middle school. Uh, My brother came on from his time after having graduated from Harvard and joined me. And uh, the school that I guess was started in 1993 is still operating today. My brother runs that. Um, after that, I ran a large youth development organization where as part of that, I started another school. And this time it was a high school for for teens who had dropped out. And in addition, I used my then little bit of life savings to start a girl's school in India uh, for Hindu and Muslim girls. Um, from lower caste parts of society. And that ran for about 10 years. And currently, I'm gonna jump forward a little bit. Currently, I run an organization called Land to Learn, which is, uh, we run garden-based instruction programs uh, to to promote wellness, uh, to promote another view of how education should be done, to teach kids about the sources of their food. And I also had a program as part of that in a uh, maximum security prison for teen boys where I was teaching vegetable gardening, and and mindfulness. So I moved away from the law into being an executive director. But now I like to think of myself as as both a healer and an elder. And I got a bunch of tools that I've picked up over the years, like hypnosis, neuro linguistic programming, yoga, reiki, um, and uh, breath work. And I do a lot of breath work coaching now. So that's that's the semi long short. <laughs> kind of story of who I am and where I've been
0: well that's quite a story and I truly admire you um because you've your your growing up was I'm sure very different um because you went to an elite school yet you lived in an environment um as a drug rehab drug rehabilitation center as I believe you mentioned mm-hmm. and that's not something you hear <laughs> every day um My dad's a licensed mental health counselor, so I can't even imagine having... So I understand that dynamic a little, but not to the extent that you do as far as actually physically living amongst those residents and everything. Um, And plus, you used your means, which are really scholarly and (laughs) um, sophisticated means to... I mean, some people use their means for good other people use it for solely money and financial profit but you took your means and used it to help someone else and just made a whole um foundation of it and you probably helped provide people with a lot better lives and probably save their souls also as opposed to where else they could have ended up
1: I like to believe that's the case, and 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 what's what's nice is that I get a lot of feedback, particularly from from students I worked with, and I had one young man, who, um, or I guess when he was twenty, he he was in my high school, dropped out after a year, didn't hear from him. Fifteen years later, he he got back to me and talked to me about his time as, um, when he was twenty-one, he he eventually went back, got his GED, um, got his his bachelor's. Uh, and then became a single father uh, of a 1-year-old when his wife walked out on him one day when when he was 21 years old and you know he told me that one of the things that kept him going was my voice in his head and the transcendental meditation program i brought to the school uh so in addition to hopefully healing a bunch of other people i ended up also being able to heal myself from the things that i saw and you know early on my father was uh, my mother was african american my father was white uh and early on, we lived in the housing projects in, 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 in Spanish Harlem. And uh, I remember me and my siblings blocking the door when my father would go off to once again march with Dr. King, knowing even at that young age that you know we knew he was going to be arrested, maybe beaten, maybe worse. Um, but, but also as an example in terms of how he lived his life and how my mother lived hers in terms of sacrifice. And he was a Methodist minister too, so that informed some of it. Um, that that we were put here for a larger purpose, and you know, you talked about people who just make money in order to, to spend it, right? Um, that was never part of our upbringing, um, and and we were taught that the hardships we met along the way were all there to, to something of sacred wounds to to get us to a better place to be of service.
0: Oh, that's incredible. I'm like getting emotional hearing you because this is just such a great conversation. Thank you, Dion. Thank you. Um how has um has your work um in your platform, um, how has that been affected by the pandemic, um, or mm. have you been able to help anyone? Excellent question. As a result of the pandemic, or how has that? Excellent question. You?
1: I like that question um, because it, it it it's affected it a lot, um, and and obviously in some in difficult ways. And so early on in the during the pandemic, and we're in schools, right? That's what my organization does. We go into schools and teach these garden based lessons. I would go into this prison. Um, and and work with these boys and then all of a sudden those things got shut down um i i feel bad because the prison actually is going to be shut down and these boys are going to be moved even further away from their families and these are boys who are going to be some of them life doing life in prison uh, and so that that the pandemic kind of affected that but at the same time with regard to the work we did in other schools we you know the word everybody uses we pivoted Pretty quickly and pretty well. My staff is incredible, small staff, but we, we, we even ahead of this classroom, regular classroom teachers, um, we learned how to do remote instruction. Um, we reached out to a lot of teens to help them with their programs. I was able, because before, you know, get every the shutdown, I would tell people that one of the things I do was work as a breath work coach. And people would say, well, What's that? Doesn't everybody know how to breathe? But now people understand how they've taken their breathing for granted. And there's been a lot of interest in that kind of work alone as well as uh, trauma-informed mindfulness that I do. And I'm trying to get that into more schools. And there's more of a recognition now that that, that mental health, particularly for young people needs to be p- paid better attention to. So um, that's opened up doors. I've, I've, I'm working with something called the Black Farmer Fund. I wouldn't have had time to do that before this. We're we're looking to provide funding for for Black farmers and other other people of color in in the um, food business, you know, writ large. Uh, and and so I've met I've actually met a lot of people I wouldn't have had time to meet otherwise. It's given me time to to think more about why I do what I do. Uh, we we've been able to to reach kids in ways we never anticipated having to be able to reach them. So those are some of the, the, the hidden blessings that, that have come about during this time.
0: Awesome. And I'm glad you um touched on that. Um I feel like as a result of the pandemic, um, the world itself was really forced to like slow down and stop and reassess mm-hmm. um its priorities and values and focus on what truly matters. And it's open doors, um, rather it's equality or just Mental, the whole mental health um stigma in general right. and I don't think that would have been possible if the pandemic hadn't happened because when it comes to the world it gets so busy and hectic and overwhelming and things get pushed to the side when they really shouldn't get pushed to the side so this pandemic has really opened a lot of doors of conversation such as this one and I just I that's an immense blessing and if the pandemic hadn't happen. um, Well, actually, I'll try to give you more insight into who I Mm -hmm. am. Uh, At the start of the pandemic, which in my opinion would be January, um, I got diagnosed with diabetes. Um, And if I I saw my diagnosis as a blessing in disguise, because if I hadn't been diagnosed, I could have died, which is which would have been unfortunate. So um, I saw it that just so I have the diagnosis happened during the pandemic, mm-hmm. but I saw it as God's ge- way of giving my life more purpose and just giving me a chance to use the power of my voice in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to the podcasting, I only done spoken word videos that was my own emotional outlet to, for myself personally mm-hmm. and to share that with whomever I feel it could resonate to. So um, as we are discussing the positive outlet to the pandemic, um, if it hadn't been for my diagnosis and me seeing it as God's way of giving my life more purpose and therefore calling me to be more vocal like, hey, Dion, I gave you another chance to live your life. You should use your power in a more broader platform. Mm-hmm. Hence this podcast. So um the pandemic really has opened doors of conversation and new interest as well, as far as podcasting and any other conversations. I
1: would imagine and and who do you when you when you decided that you know podcasting was gonna be and I know you're doing the interview, but I want I'm I'm, I'm really curious who who did you envision <laughs> your your audience being who 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 do you intend your message for
0: um i intended it to be for um i want to say the the young adult or young teen teen teenager mm-hmm. demographic mm-hmm. um i understand it could be um real difficult um i've had my fair share of struggles growing up um and i know how it feels to question one existence in this world to be to feel like oh i'm not important or who would care if i wouldn't be here right now i mean i understand not wanting to be here or not thinking you have a purpose or not having any friends or being quiet and i understand that whole teenager mm-hmm. and emotional stress anxiety mentality because I've gone through mm-hmm. it and I I mean I had my faith to rely on luckily hence why I'm still yeah, here yeah. Um, but many other people don't utilize faith which is their prerogative what you choose to believe in or not so um, who do they have to turn to or to ask for help mm-hmm. so I thought perhaps my podcast, if I share some positivity and share my own vulnerability and struggles, that that might help them in some way or give them the idea of like, hey, um, there are people that care about me and they do want to help me. I should just speak up and because not every we all have our flaws and we're all not called to be perfect, but not everybody's the same. That's right. So. Well, and and
1: what you're doing with the podcast, what I try to do with my life, and you know, one of the things I realize, and and a quote that I I'm fond of is, it doesn't matter how long a room has been dark, once you turn on the light. So so it sounds like your role and and how I see my role is it, at the very least turning on the light, and even if it's for one person, um, there's a there's a you know what's known as a morphic resonance um, that, that that takes effect. I mean, we're all energetic beings. And so even with that one person, you you know you've made an impact that resonates in ways that that you'll never see. And 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 that's the faith that I carry forward in my work.
0: All right. Oh, this is such a good conversation. So I do have this icebreaker oh, question I okay. mentioned. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stump yeah, you. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> Um, if you could have one superpower, that's not flying. Everyone has been picking flying. And I feel like that's too easy of an answer to go to. (laughs) So I have to take that answer away. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be?
1: Ooh, okay. Well, one jumps to mind, but I don't know whether it's being irresponsible or not. And I so so I would like to be able to well there are two. There are two. Can I say two? And then yeah, I'll sure she you can say all
0: right. two. You can say two. I'll all right. one it. is
1: one is telekinesis. So using my mind to to move things around. Um that's that's the safer one, but one that I think you know could could provide a lot of positive benefit. Um the other one is, and I don't know what the word for it is, but being able to to affect the elements. But that that almost becomes godlike. So I don't sure I'm not sure I want to go that way and messing with Mother Nature and so forth. But controlling the elements and or telekinesis.
0: Interesting. Um telekinesis. Okay. So just that this is another set of <laughs> questions. So I take it um you're familiar with um other sci-fi related movies oh, that may use some type kind of telekinesis. Well, yeah, I'm somewhat
1: familiar and, and I, I I kind of like sci-fi in certain areas. So
0: so okay. I was just curious because that's the force. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm I'm a big fan. I had um <laughs> I had I actually a my cousin used to work at a, 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 a I guess it's closed now, but a very famous toy store, FAO Schwartz, he was the manager. And for I think one of my birthdays, he bought me a, a three foot Yoda that I had on my desk um, for I guess, seven years in my office. And you know it would shock people who first saw it, but eventually people would come in and start talking to Yoda instead of me. So that, 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 that worked out. Um, but, but also in terms of science fiction, I mean, one of the things I, that I failed to mention was that I share a lot with, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the late um, author, um, Octavia Butler who wrote Parable of the Sower, Parable of the Talents, and several other books, um, but she create, creates a dystopian universe, uh, a world in, in, in the United States, um, and in her book in the, in the book, in the one of the books in the 1980s, um, one of the main enemies is this um, authoritarian populist whose slogan is, Make America Great Again, which is interesting, but um, the main character, the protagonist, is a young woman Who's followed, I guess, by the age of 13 through her 20s, who I identify with. Her name was um, uh, o- Lauren Oya Olamina. And it, it, she had a an interesting gift when in terms of superpowers. It wouldn't, it, it wasn't, it was, it was a curse and a gift. She was called a sharer, which is, was in, in, in the terms of Octavia Butler, was somebody who was an extreme empath. Um, so she would be able to pick up on feelings and, and 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 understand people. However, if people were in pain, she also felt that. So she would always struggle to either eliminate the, the source of that pain, sometimes hide from it when she wasn't being as courageous as she could be, um, but then also trying to bring more light into what had become a very dark world. So I also regard myself as a sharer and it, it, it's had its downsides and its upsides.
0: Huh. I didn't know there was, I'd never heard of that book. Oh, please. It's, it. it's, yeah. it's,
1: it's fascinating. I could, I could design a whole curriculum for teens around parable of the sower and parable of the talents, um, you know, biblical references, but those are the names of the, uh, the the books by Octavia Butler that I really like.
0: Awesome. And I consider myself to be a bit of an empath too. I feel, I feel like that <laughs> has its downsides too because people might think I'm too yes, nice. Yes, 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 that but... that
1: that will happen. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but I can't help it. I'm a type of person that thinks about everybody's feelings and it affects me.
1: Yeah. No, I'm the, I'm the same way. And I, you know, early on, and I don't know if this is too much for your audience, but um and, and there was a, a doctor who who actually I, it's kind of infamous. He's dead now, but he, I was abused by him from the age of 10 to 11. Um, and he also had hundreds and hundreds of other uh, victims. I didn't regard myself as a victim, I regarded it more as a sacred wound. And one of the reasons I went into youth development work was because I, I after that experience, I wanted to be um, the, the one adult that children would be able to trust. Right. And so some of that was the, 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 the result of, of being a sharer, and extreme empath. Um, But I don't have any regrets because, you know, there were those painful moments, but if I don't take that pain on, then who else will? Uh, So.
0: That's an excellent way to put that. And I don't mind you sharing um, what you just shared at all. I feel like that's important for others to be aware of because again, I mean, we're all here for each other, but y'all experience, similar struggles so it's important to share that um, no matter how difficult it may seem because it's those difficulties that help strengthen us in a way and um it's it's healing to figure out the root of it and just to find a way to work through it yep.
1: I, I, I agree yeah and,
0: um well, Han, um, we're at the end of this awesome conversation. Um, we could keep talking about sci fi, but <laughs> I don't wanna go all nerdy for my audience. <laughs> um, do you have any social plugins um for my listeners who like to know more about your work and want to find you um do you have any social plugins you want to tie in before we wrap well, up
1: probably here? the best one you know i'm on all of them but probably the best one um people <laughs> can find me on instagram at ronin for life and a uh, ronin is a masterless samurai but ronin for life um but the other thing too dion is um if if um oh my goodness now i forgot i i had i have i have some um audio recordings uh for meditation, for breathing, and I'm putting it together. It's a new platform. I'm gonna be selling it, but I wanted to give your, your your listeners a coupon so that they could get it for free if they were interested in it. Um, and it's, uh, the, the coupon code is words of heart. Um, and let's see, I'm trying to find the, uh, okay. It's on Soundwise, so if people go to Soundwise, Um, And the coupon code, as I said, is words of heart. And I'm trying to find it's called um, stress into power. If they if they look for that and if they're interested, they put that coupon code in. And right now there are about seven or eight different things. um, Something called a time to explore yoga, water, breathing, uh, breathing to jazz, (laughs) bunch of things and put the coupon code in. It'll be free to them.
0: Awesome. Um, I hope you guys heard all that. Please um, check it out. We could all use work on our breathings. It's highly important. I've come to learn as far as how breathing and anxiety and all of that plays a intricate factor into our lives. Um, thank you for joining me today, Hans. This was a really great conversation. Well, thank you for,
1: for being such a, an inquisitive and, and wonderful host.
0: <laughs> awesome. To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe, and until next Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Words of Heart. If you would like to leave a rating slash review or voice message of your thoughts on this latest episode or any episode for that matter, please do not hesitate to do so. You can leave me a voice message right here on Anchor. And if you would like to leave a review slash rating you are welcome to do so on Apple Podcasts. You can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podchaser, to name a few. My podcast is literally everywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you would like to speak to your heart warrior, that would be me on a regular basis. You can reach out to me through Twitter. My Twitter handle is HeartWarrior24. Again, it is HeartWarrior24. So please do not hesitate to reach out to me with whatever is on your mind or just to simply chat. As always, I am here for you. In addition, I've also started integrating videos into my podcasts. For those videos and more, you can follow me on my Facebook page, Words of Heart Podcast. Again, my Facebook page is called Words of Heart Podcast. So if you would like to know more about my podcast or anything pertaining to my podcast, feel free to like and subscribe to my page. And as always, I hope you guys are staying healthy and safe. And if you ever need anything or ever want anyone to talk to, I am here for you.